Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano, with special guest Pat Collins, a.k.a. P-Funktastic, a.k.a. The other half of Harmonious Chaos Podcast. Yes. I like that. You already used it. I mean, we got two now. I like that. Uh, So, Pat is here today to talk about his journey within spirituality, more so specifically his journey with psychedelics, um, the history of psychedelics, and basically whatever whatever else we want to talk about. Um, But Pat is the other half of Harmonious Chaos, and he's the... The funnier half, the banterier, oh, the banterier wow. half. Um, you, I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I'd say so. More banter, yeah. More banter. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more serious. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but yeah, so we have harmonious chaos that we do every Sunday. Tune in. Yeah. Um, you think they should tune in? In pro- yes. you think the in what progress crowd should turn in? Guys, if you're into anything related to progress, I mean. Why would you not? Well, what are they going to get out of it? It's conversations about consciousness, expansion, mm. and like taking it as far as you possibly can, and then bringing it all the way back to being little old Michael and Pat, you know? MC2 like, and people yeah. pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So we cover everything. Great. Now, who do, who, who do you think is our target audience if you were to have to say we have a demographic okay who would it be i would say the target audience would be a guy who's like um thinking he's like a someone who's not happy first of all Mm. i shouldn't say that i mean anyone were into it but like as far as the person who's like the person i'm trying to talk to you know it's like the old me basically and the old me was like kind of falling for all these lies about this other stuff like Uh you got to get this you got to have that and all that so it's like just the idea and remembering that like that's that's not really what it is and that's where we expand the awareness outward and we look and say okay guys like you're all just like playing a little game down here like relax it's not that serious Uh and this is all this big love thing actually so, like, you know, just enjoy the love and just spread the joy. And that's the whole thing. That's literally it. And, like, it's just a mindset switch. It's like the next the next evolution in humanity isn't like we're going to grow wings. It's like we're going to, you know, grow brains, you know, or start using the ones that we already have. Yeah, to their fullest potential. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was actually at work yesterday, and there was a guy that came in who was on this spiritual journey. And he was talking about how everyone's awakening and the government yeah, like is, uh, the government doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. and all this. And I was just like, there are, and the thing is like, I didn't really, th- I thought, you know, like everyone who does the spirituality thing or believes in the spirituality, the whole thing about it is like extremely like, just like, what, what would the word be? A hippie. <clears throat> That's what I thought. And this guy comes in and this guy, funny enough. To go with uh, us, you know, after our Harmonious Chaos episode, mm-hmm. we're sitting in the car listening to Kevin Gates. Literally, a Kevin Gates twin comes in. Next day. And yes, talking about spirituality and all that stuff. And he I'm just like, him in. literally. Mm-hmm. And that he's talking about spirituality, how everyone's awakening, the government doesn't know what to do. So now they're trying to, like, 
take away the currency, get everyone oh, like sure, yeah. basically just like trapped in. Um, man, that was just crazy to me. And then that kind of went with the whole. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about how like everything is tarot. Oh yeah, kinda. everything is. Every message is like actually for you. Yeah. Type thing like you can you can learn anything from anything. We're listening to the radio all of a sudden. This dude says something that like relates exactly to what we're saying. Or like I talked about this before on the other podcast, Emily's cast. Check it out. But where I'm like, you know, I was falling for this girl who was um, Polly, and oh, the, no, 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 no. Well, she was, but that wasn't what it was. It was um, she was gluten intolerant. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I'm at my desk. It's like you know, I'm just sitting there minding my own business. And these people walk by, and all I hear is, like, I'm just, all I hear is, yeah, they're gluten intolerant. You better run. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> literally for you. And I was, and I even thought, like, is this for me? And I was right into that everything is tarot thing, which is exactly, really. It is. And it's like, I mean, it's right, you know. It was. That it wasn't was for, for me. You. It was for me, absolutely. And it was, yeah. She wasn't for you. That message was 100% for me, was, was for She you. wasn't for me. The message was for me. And I was just like, whoa. It's it's crazy how that shit works, and like when you really pay attention to it, you realize like the reality of it. Kind of like it kind of goes with the whole like deja vu or like coincidence. But like when you really recognize it for what it is, it's like no, it's not. It's it's, thing it's real, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But what I wanted to talk about today mm-hmm. was something a little more in depth, a little more personal for you. Mm. Um, so you were telling me how you uh you used psychedelics to kind of guide you along in your journey of spirituality uh-huh. and yeah. we were talking a little bit about how you got started in it um and i just mm-hmm. wanted to ask you get i wanted to hear your story through psychedelic use and maybe your okay, most impactful okay, okay. trip now that you mention it i don't know why yeah so just start at the beginning right yes, yes of course yeah okay so this is funny too because as a kid right this is actually really funny I was like, you know, in Boy Scouts. Uh-huh. I went to church. A girl at my church was talking about like having sex, and I was like, "No, don't do that. It's against God." So like, you're married? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be an Eagle Scout, and like, you know, that way when I'm trying to get the job against the guy who doesn't have the Eagle Scout, I'll, you know, I'll have the, I'll have that, and I'll be, you know, learning all these things and oh, all this stuff, right? Although, honestly, I thought Boy Scouts was actually dope, except my troop just fell off a cliff because we were learning some cool stuff, camping and stuff. Uh-huh. And then it just, yeah, they all just disbanded or something. They couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was talking about, okay. So, yeah, so I was doing all that, nothing, basically. And then in college, yeah, something happened. You know, you get to college, you're trying new stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, well, it was weed first. Because weed is a psychedelic. Yeah, what is it, like a lower-grade psychedelic? It's just... A psychedelic it's just different it's just a different one mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it's lower grade but like i mean yeah sure you can you can smoke that compared to dmt and i guess you could say this is lower and this would maybe be higher mm-hmm. in a certain way perhaps <laughs> yeah okay but anyway so yeah you start with weed and it was like okay i'm not gonna do weed you know i'm not gonna do drugs i'm not gonna do drugs mm-hmm. i mean drugs are bad first of all right See what they say on TV. Drugs will make your head melt and like turns you into uh, yeah. a spon- like a, not a sponge, but just like a glob of nothing. Mm-hmm. You'll jump off a cliff. You'll do something stupid. You, you'll think you can fly. You'll jump off a building. You'll kill yourself. Oh yeah, those so, like, commercials back in the day about not doing weed. 
Those are crazy. Yeah, and like same thing with like psychedelics. My my mom still believes that if you do like mushrooms or something, you're gonna jump off a building or something. Wow. And we'll All watch right. a movie like every uh, Christmas Eve, like our Christmas Eve thing. We'll watch a movie and have snacks and shit and uh -huh. whatever. And one year we're watching this movie with Paul Rudd and uh, Jennifer Aniston, and they're doing some. They get into this thing where they start smoking and, and doing mushrooms. And Aniston's on a tree, about to jump off, and Rudd's like, "No, don't jump." They're putting the stereotype in the movie still. Ah. Uh, so the brainwashing. So is she real. was right. The brainwashing is real. They're still trying to reinforce these ideas. So I, you know, as a normal sucker person growing up, is like, yeah, you know, that must be right. Yeah. Because as a kid, it's like you come into this world and you you can do anything. You have this imagination, and then everyone kind of tells you, no, 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 it's actually like this. Yeah. So it kind of tells you to like shut your imagination down and just kind of listen to us. We have this stuff. Like that's not a magical thing that's just a lamp or something right or whatever you know mm -hmm. and so anyway blah 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 so you do these psychedelics the weed stuff kind of wakes you up to this stuff but anyway so you're a little kid you have these like limitless potentials and then people tell you like don't do it and then you get brainwashed into thinking this stuff you get into the uh, marijuana mm -hmm. and then uh, all of a sudden it's like you're seeing the first time I ever smoked weed was crazy. I remember like you hear that like that three D thing. It's like oh, you see the people looking at their hand, yeah, like mm -hmm. that stereotype or whatever. But mm -hmm. it was really actually like that. Oh I, yeah, like I feel like the first time that you smoke weed is the most like oh. the strongest effect that it will ever have on you. Just because my first time, I also saw shit, and then every time after that, I never saw anything. But like, what did you see? So I was. I was smoking in the woods Ew. with my cousin. Um, we were, you know, we had to hide because we were so young. We had yeah. to go hide and smoke. So we had, we had a little a water bottle bong with like the aluminum foil and the pen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we smoked that in the woods. And we were in like a little clearing in the woods. The sun was hitting down. And he had this little dog named uh, Cookie. And it was like a fat little beagle. And so we're smoking, and like every time I have, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto where like you can get high? Have you ever gotten high? I don't know. And it kind of like makes it all yeah, it kind of like makes it all wavy a little bit. So I'm smoking, and as I'm smoking, I re I recognize that my vision is getting altered slightly. And then I remember I passed him the bong, and I was zoned out, and I swore on everything that. Cookie was sitting next to my feet, and I was like, I looked at him, I'm like, why did we bring Cookie? And he goes, what are you talking about? Because he's been smoking for a little while. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, why would we, why would we bring Cookie? That's so dumb of us. And he's like, we didn't. Cookie's home. And I look down, and it's just a sunlight spot in the, in the clovers. And I'm like, holy shit. And then from there, it was just like an experience, an emotional experience more so. Mm -hmm. But like that moment, I saw a dog that was not there for like, I'm talking two minutes. It brought out. you back to your imagination. Though. Yes, that's exactly. Kind of a lot what it is. Mm -hmm. And like the reason people should do psychedelics is because of that whole thing. We were all caught in this like, do what they say. This is the way it is mentality. The second you do psychedelics, it's like, I can do these new things. It's like there's you, these paths open up basically. Right, exactly. And like they'll even talk about it like scientifically, like in your brain, like the neural pathways. Have you heard that phrase before? Neural yeah. pathways, where it's just like you kind of have the same thought over and over again. It kind of like 
gets more ingrained in your brain kind of and it's like easier to have that thought again because it's like used to it right exactly and like i've heard the analogy where it's like like you're skiing you're on a mountain and it's like this peak and like you go down a certain way and you know again it just kind of makes the thing deeper and like everyone goes on that path yeah whether it's right or wrong so like we all have this certain belief about whatever it is uh-huh. right or wrong so like psychedelics it's almost like or it's almost like the, the, um, the little snowball. If you take that thing and you just kind of shake it up and then everything just falls down. And then now instead of like seeing this mountain, like, okay, I gotta go, these are my options. It's like, oh, wait a second. There's, I can just do anything. Yeah, there's no paths. Now I gotta make a path, right. my own path. And like, you'll see people like, it, it seems so stupid, like on mushrooms or something or whatever. And it's like, I forgot how to, they'll say like, I forgot how to use a spoon or something. And you're really? like, are you dumb? Like, but it's like, you're just like seeing things with the freshest of fresh eyes, mm-hmm. which is why it's so good for things like, you know, depression that are based on certain things, like a certain thing that's like, you can't let go of. Right. You'll see it finally as what it is instead of like, you've been holding on to it on this certain path this whole time. Oh, my mother is the worst. My dad, my whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you finally see this problem without the path and you're like, oh, I've just been holding on to this bullshit or whatever. And people use it for like addiction as well. Same type thing. Mm-hmm. Like you see it for what it is. You're like, oh, wow. It's like this disgusting, like you, you almost see like visuals of like addiction would be like this black muck or something. And you really? like see it as that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. And it makes it easier to like kind of like. Because you see it because that's really it. like. Ener- like almost like energetically that's what it would be like you know right I mean? exactly it's like this glut that sticks to you that just holds you down and it's like gross and mm-hmm. it's like you know just pulling you into the right abyss or something and you yeah. see it for what it is right. when you're doing this that's crazy oh great that's that's the thing like when i did so i've never done mushrooms mm. i've done i've done acid i've never done mushrooms but mushrooms i've heard is a lot more effective when it comes to using it, it's less, from what I've heard, it's less intense, but it is still effective. You it could like microdose and all that. Also. Really? Oh, oh sure, sure, sure. So, okay. So I, so I've done, okay. I'll tell you a little bit about the mushrooms thing. So I, so I did the weed and stuff and I had like a really, the first time I did it, I was also drinking. So mm-hmm. I just had like a really oh. good time, but like, I couldn't really tell what was the drinking and what was the weed. So I was like, I'm going to do it like by itself sometime. Right. So I called my buddy up, who I knew did it, uh, Kyle, <laughs> and this motherfucker. He knew I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. And he like asked me a couple times, like, "Hey, do you ever want to smoke?" I'm like, "I don't smoke. Like, I don't even know what is what is that." Like, right, exactly. It's not my thing. I'm a Boy Scout or whatever. I'm a Boy Scout. <laughs> yes. But the thing about Boy Scouts that I did learn that was great: be prepared. That's their motto. Uh huh. So to do psychedelics and to like learn these things is to be prepared is to understand like what it is. Like, if I gave you something you've never done, like mushrooms, I'd say, Here, here's this thing. What do you think? You'd be like, I don't know. Because I just, I've never tried it, so I don't know. Right. Me, I've tried it, so I do know. So it's like I have this extra, I'm more prepared right, right. if it comes at me or whatever. I forgot what I was saying. Well, you were talking about how you were going to do weed by itself with your buddy oh, Kyle. Yes, yes, yes. So he gives me, you were talking about, like, you know, the bong. Mm-hmm. He did like a gravity bond. It's like a milk jug, basically, in his pool. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those makeshift gravity bongs were the strongest. But I'm talking strongest. about, like a, you know, a, ju- a gallon jug worth of smoke, basically. Oh, he did the whole gallon. For my first hit ever. Oh, I've only done like the liters. Oh, no, I had, 
this and it was brown it looked like oh my god like it was hot i remember like you could taste it it was Ugh. like chlorine it was the in there too it's probably the biggest hit i've ever taken still to this day probably oh of course or at least very high up there and it was just i, I remember coughing I, I keep saying nine minutes i don't know if it was nine minutes or not it felt like around that period of time yeah like i was in the backyard just coughing and coughing and coughing and I, go, blah, blah, blah. I ended up getting so high so much stuff happened but like at the very end of the thing well before uh, we we're, were playing super smash brothers mm-hmm. and i'm just losing my shit i think i'm the guy oh wow because one of the good things about um psychedelics and the reason people should do it is because like people are so stuck on i'm pat you're mike that type of shit yeah and it's like this reminds you like that whole idea just kind of goes out the window almost uh-huh. where it's like everything's everything like there's no distinction really you can like look at your life and then you can look at yourself and say like oh Look at Mike's doing this and da da da. Right. And I suck it very easily, like so easily. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, it comes to you because you can just see it. Mm-hmm. All this shit isn't blocking me or whatever. Anyway, so we're playing Smash Brothers and I'm forgetting about me. So I'm now I'm Mario or whatever. No, probably not Mario. I was probably Captain Falcon, most likely, doing his seven kicks <laughs> and uh, just crushing him. Just, but no, but I was getting destroyed. He was killing me. Because first of all, he's like, like, he's like your friend. He's been smoking a million times. Yeah. I'm tripping balls basically like i'm not from just, smoking weed oh yeah mm. i'm not just i'm tripping because it is a psychedelic but like yeah. i'm having mushroom level trip right now like yeah. looking back on it like i was really tripping hard and like and it was kind of scary like i didn't know what was going on oh yeah but like i thought i was dying i started freaking out and i couldn't play the game anymore because i started really thinking, like, every time i died it was like i was dying and, like he was attacking me and i was like why do you keep attacking me man like I thought we were friends and shit like that. Oh my god. That's like, crazy. Play the game. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, because the thing with mushrooms is if you want to be so, we're all one. We all want to, you know, we're yeah. all in this together. And I had another mushroom trip in college where me and my bud were playing the same game. And I, I wonder if it was like a trauma response or a, a reminder of the last one. Because mm. I'm like, all right, we're not going to fight each other. Like, I told him before we started playing. I'm like, all right, we're just going to kind of, and we just like walked around on the board. And we weren't fought. We, no, that was a whole different thing. But did you enjoy it? Because there was oh, yeah, no we were animosity. Because it was like I was just enjoying the art, and, and we're tripping too. So everything's extra, like ooh, you know. Yeah. So it's like exaggerated times ten or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you're just kind of jumping around, and it's like it was kind of like redoing that experience, that traumatic one, but this time it was just the like, right way. Yeah, it was uh-huh. good. It was good. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, the mushrooms. Then I finally did mushrooms in college. And they used to have this poster where it was like these two girls kissing each other. It was like this famous poster. Okay. It was called Kiss. It would just say Kiss on it. It was like a blonde girl and a brunette girl like mm-hmm. laying in bed wearing like, you know, just like white underwear and like white tank tops. Mm-hmm. Like lesbian girls, obviously, right? Yeah. They're just called kind of just like embracing each other. They were just like kind of hot. And like, I had it by a room. But like they sold it downstairs, like at the student union or whatever. Okay. So like I would go in, like everyone had this poster, basically. <laughs> it was the best. The one. most popular poster sold at the school bookstore. Every guy had this kiss poster. So like it was these two girls kissing. But it was like, but it wasn't like this kink. It was. It was very like you know, cotton esque, if that makes sense. It was very like PG almost. It was just like. like a dash of sexuality right it wasn't too much it wasn't like porn or anything right but i just remember like doing the mushrooms and thinking 
this isn't really working. And I was kind of feeling a little weird. And I was like, eh. And then, and I've never really had mushrooms give me like visual visuals before, like yeah. things that aren't there. Usually it's just like stuff that's there is changing or you can get into your imagination and like start imagining whatever. But like, right. I didn't just like see like a dragon come by or anything that wasn't there ever. You know? Right. But I remember looking at the two girls and all of a sudden like the one girl went in for the kiss. The other girl like pulled back. No. And then she was like, no, no, no. And then it was like this little scene happened or whatever. You watched that happen? And I was just like, uh, yeah. That was my first real like experience with that type of thing, and I was just like, "That's wild!" Oh, I'm tri- I okay, it's working basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like seeing things. It's weird because like with the with the weed thing, mm-hmm. that whole like looking at your hand thing, it's like you see things in three D, which doesn't make it doesn't really seem like it makes sense, like because everything is three D. Yeah, but like I'm trying to recreate it in my mind. It's like do it but it's like you just see it more like you're just more present it's just like the whole thing about being present yeah it's like it just makes you ultra present and maybe mm. that's just like the easiest way to explain it yeah because it's like all these thoughts and ideas and the, the past thoughts and mm-hmm. the impressions this is this and the boxes you put things in and all that stuff yeah. that just goes out the window and you're just seeing everything brand new like the, again the mountain you're just seeing the fresh mountain you're just like what is this like you just this is because now everything's a question because you don't know what anything is anymore. Right. Yeah. So to now you have this childlike curiosity and you can just see things new. And everything's exciting. Everything's different. Yeah. And but you'll see things like I've never noticed that this had this thing before, mm-hmm. and it's something that's actually cool. Like maybe later yeah. on you'll you'll be like, oh yeah, like you'll always come out of it with these realizations that are like these epiphanies, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't help but have it happen. So it's right. Like, so it's similar to uh, how we were talking about on uh, on Harmonious Chaos, the uh, the power of now, the pre- the being present, mm-hmm. and how when I was <clears throat> when I was in Texas and I was listening to the power of now, and I saw that plant in the gym, Ooh. and literally when I saw that fern in the gym, and I I looked at it for what it was, and I like tried to like just focus on it. And be mm. present in the moment, just looking at it, realizing that it's emitting energy, that it's a, a living being. And you yeah. you look at that, and for the first time in I don't know how long, I saw like it was it was like vibrant, and it was like there was like lines within the plant, like mm-hmm. it was emitting an energy that normally you don't see, but you can only really recollect that kind of vibrance. From like your childhood, mm. when you like, you know how people say like when yes. you go outside as a child, it used to be everything's brighter. vibrant and now it's yeah. all dull. That same concept is just oh, presence. Yeah. That's so true. The colors, yeah, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this, like it forces you into that state, basically. Exactly. And like they'll do like brain scans of these people on mushrooms compared to not, and like the the connections that are happening are like you know twenty times. It's like this compared to like a whole beehive. Exactly. Thing. And it's like yeah, the colors. People are like, oh, I saw, I heard this color or something. You're like, what? I heard this color. Wow, that's different. I've never had that happen to me before. Like smelling uh, this or that or whatever. So what do you think was your most influential trip? Because ever like I have my one with acid. Mm-hmm. You must have your one. Do you, do, you know, do you know what it is? You must know what it is, of course, right? 
No. I mean, I'm, yeah. I know, I, I vaguely know of the story of you taking the two tabs. Oh. Because yeah. you were going to take it with someone else. And oh, okay. happened. Well, I got two, I'll tell you then. But I don't know about I anything didn't tell else. You, well, the one that I had like a spiritual awakening off of psychedelics that like, where I like realized that guys, hey, we're all one. Everything's God. Death is an illusion. Like that's all real. So yeah, that's real. Mm -hmm. So like I had that one, which was sick, but that, but before that, I was like fighting with my girlfriend at the time about drugs and this and that, and I won't get into all the reasons behind it, but we were trying to get sober basically. And like, she basically was like, Hey, psychedelics, you're not being sober with the psychedelics, but I was kind of like, well, psychedelics aren't really, they don't really count. We're talking about like, you know, prescription pills or alcohol, like ego drugs. Right. Because basically there's a, in my mind, there's a difference. There's the ego drugs and there's the, the no ego drugs, the, mm -hmm. the lack of identity, the, the we're all one type shit or the it's all about me type shit. Like mm -hmm. cocaine is the it's all about me type shit. You know, alcohol is all about me, amphetamines. Adderall, all that stuff. Those are the ego drugs. Yes. Awesome. And then there's the psychedelics, which are like the <clears throat> us, planet Earth, save the world, like big yeah. picture. So the more lo the love drugs. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Love for all instead of just like love for self. Right, exactly. But yeah, so like I ended up taking twelve grams of mushrooms. Ah Jesus. Okay. Which was I would not don't do this. I would not recommend it. The heroic dose is five. Uh, grams that Terrence McKenna talked about. Uh -huh. He's like, if you want to have a mystical experience, this is his words, not mine. Because I think nowadays you might need a little more. Maybe I just have a high tolerance, but like, take five grams of mushrooms and then just go into a dark room and just sit there. Whoa! See, I feel like that's dangerous because then your mind can just do whatever. That's what it's all about. But but it's, yes, because you don't want these distractions. You want to go in there. Like, you want to really do some work. Do that, or really? do a couple more. But like, so it happened to me. But I did too much, I think, because I, I blacked out some of it. Like I don't even remember some of it. Mm -hmm. But it was funny too because it was during, it was during COVID, and it was like during the lockdowns, and like I was having these kind of premonitions of like this future, you know, these future bad times that might have been really. Because <laughs> I was I was hearing like these motorcycles outside in the streets, like rawr, 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 rawr. And I was like. Picturing like this vigilante society in the future, like oh all this bad stuff happening and stuff. Uh -huh. But I was thinking that like it would just be this temporary dip, and we would kind of like go through this tough like Mad Max type thing for a minute, and then we would just kind of settle down. Right. right. But I was like thinking about the relationship I was in at the time, of course, and how you know after everything settled, you know this person was gonna you know miraculously have her awakening because I had one. So maybe she'd have one type thing, but you know, that was just a pipe dream or just delusional thinking uh, and stuff like that, which, you know, that's a whole other thing with women. <laughs> yeah. That was a lesson that took me a long time to learn. And I think psychedelics helped me with that one too. What? The women part? Acid helped me learn that like I was, I was dating these, these like younger women in order to avoid growing up myself or grow, avoid taking responsibility for my own life. What do you mean? So like, because that's real as <clears throat> shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I was dating this girl much younger than me, and we broke up at uh -huh. the end of 2019. So this is right into 2020, uh -huh. like perfect timing. Everyone's getting into their introspection. It linked up for me perfectly too on the wave that everyone was on at the time. 
And like, you know, so I'm okay. We had these two tabs of acid that we were going to take together. Mm-hmm. And of course she's gone. So I'm just like, well, I'll take them and I'm going to just like write down, I'm going to use it as like a look at your life, like plan it out. And what am I going to do type stuff? Right. So I went in there and I wrote like 40 pages of stuff. I have it actually it's right up there. <laughs> That's there. wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote about some of it's some of it's BS. Some of it's interesting. I had some some of it was based on ideas that I totally don't agree on now. Anyway, it's a whole bunch of stuff. But <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, folks. But um, basically, I ended up th- coming to the realization that like I needed to, you know. Well, I, I kind of just saw myself for what I was as this person who refused to take responsibility for his life, basically. Uh-huh. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, you're using the alcohol because I was like, drink. I was drinking from morning to night every day. At this point? Oh, yeah, for years, for like 10 years, okay. 15 years, probably. Well, maybe not completely, but yeah, pretty much like full-blown alcohol, like drinking yeah. all the time. And I'm drinking now, but... Like I was drinking. This all is very time. different because I met you when you were in this phase, and it is very different right now from what it was. Right, but still, but like, yeah, I was. It was like, so I kind of realized, like, okay, I'm using this as a way to hide from responsibility because if I'm dating these younger girls, they are going to take a few years before they're ready to settle down. So ah, I'm a couple more years. God, it's like a hack. I'll try to hack the system. Got you, got you. And then I realized, like, dude, this ain't going to work. Plus, like, these girls aren't like. None of them are – you can't really relate. There's too much – like you need someone who's closer to your age. Yeah, there's a g- generational <clears throat> gap that makes it so the similarities are uh, yeah, like, non-existent almost. Exactly. Like I can't be dropping all these 2090s lines and you don't get any of them. You know what I mean? Like, all right. She was born <laughs> in like 1998. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, like I need, you know, you know. So anyway. It, yeah, I mean it helped a lot with it. You know? So you realize, you realize that that's what you were doing. When you were tripping on the acid, on the two tabs of acid, like that's part of the one of the one of the lessons I learned from that trip. I learned many other lessons as well, and it mm. gave me certain directions to go in, and it got me to buy that iPad and start to do art again and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and different things. But like, yeah, it's like a good way to just reevaluate, you know, what you're doing, and just kind of, it's medicine. It's just like real medicine. But like they're feeding us all this. All these pills and stuff, and all yeah. this, you know, Bullshit. amphetamines, like giving you cocaine, mm-hmm. basically, and saying, "Okay, this will get rid of your anxiety. Just be high on coke all day." Yeah, I don't have anxiety. This is great. Like, okay, but now you're on amphetamines all the time. Right. Exactly. Kind of you're dependent. Yeah. So it's like that's not really. So this medicine is like hit mm-hmm. you at the core, and they're starting to do stuff with like MDMA, where they're just like using doctors are now prescribing it and doing like they're things. prescribing MDMA. Well, they're doing things where they'll use it as, I don't know if they're prescribing it, like saying you can have it every week or something. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. not like that, but it's like using it as a healing tool, basically. Really? hmm Okay. And is that MDMA, like Molly? Yeah. Really? Or I like know. Saying, yeah, go ahead. I mean, is Molly one of the drugs that you would deem acceptable or something a little? Normally, I would say more no, just because it's like. Because I know of a, a somebody that, somebody Kind of close to me, not really close to me, but I know him and we talk, hung out a few times. Um, and his he has to go to the doctor once a week, I, I believe once a week, to get um, what's it called? Um, a doctor essentially watches him while he is pumped with ketamine. Whoa! Yeah, in order to combat depression. 
And does it? What does he say? About so it? he is prescribed ketamine That's insane. under That's under a doctor's supervision. That's exactly what we're talking. Yeah. So, yeah, he, that happens to him on a weekly basis, and that's just to keep him at a, uh, to be completely honest with you, like, homeostasis almost, it's not it's like, not working? yeah, it's not like he's like, maybe you or I, we're like, there are, I mean, me and you, I I would like to say me and you are pretty happy. Like, we, we're happy. out there positive, happy, loving. It's a choice. Yeah, exactly. It's a choice. And that's something that psychedelics can teach you. But if they're giving him ketamine, and he's not learning about happiness. And he's no the thing that's crazy is he's doing this ketamine and if anything he's actually so depressed like when I when I when I talk to him and when I see him and when I'm around him you know I mean energies are real vibrations are real all that's real and when you're around when I'm around this guy I genuinely feel sad so he's his sadness your empathy is picking up on his exactly and he's he's prescribed this ketamine under uh doctor supervision and it's not really where it just and the thing is this i don't know how bad i don't know how bad it would be if he wasn't doing it but i know that with him doing it it's not really it's not even where you want to be as a human He'd probably being be the same if he wasn't doing it and probably he honestly to, yeah, he needs to do something different but the, the, the problem is this and this is this is what i mean we've talked about in the podcast i talk about it all the time on this channel you need to take control of your own life. You need to decide mm-hmm. where you're going and what you're doing. And he's just the kind of person that kind of is a victim of his environment and a victim of his circumstance. Yeah, so many. Like, and like we used to be in our own lives. You got to. Oh yeah. Too like, there's a moment like when you decide to stop becoming the vic- stopping the victim and becoming the main character or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, everyone's gonna. You got to think. You gotta hope that everyone is gonna get to that point at some point in their life and just kind of understand that his journey is different and it's taking him longer and he's got more struggles he's got more other negative stuff around him to make it harder for him to you know it's not like his is easy all of a sudden right so like there's also reasons that it's like that and he has to learn these lessons etc it's just like yeah you gotta kind of the psychedelics again bring you back to that whole seeing things from a the expanded awareness where it's like Everyone's on their little journeys, but they're all just on their little journeys. They're all going back to the same ocean, basically. Right. Like you can't fuck it up. Like you can you can go any which way, but your your stream still ends up in the big ocean at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. It's all good. Oh, absolutely. And that honestly, I think that's. I don't know if psychedelics help me with this, but the realization alone, and we talk we talk about this all the time, <clears throat> when you're taking control of your life, regardless of how, whether it's spiritually. Career-wise, when you're taking control of aspects of your life, you tend to lead a happier life. Like, when you realize you're in control, you know, like you talking about how you were going after younger girls because then you had a couple years before you had to mature and grow up Mm -hmm. into a a certain mindset. Mm -hmm. You put yourself in that situation because you thought that's what you wanted. When in reality, that was you avoiding something. But at the time, it is what I wanted. But yes, then I learned what it really was. And then now, from that point, now, I mean, every girl that I know that you've talked to is older, is more mature, has a little more, like, future in their sights. There's that. And also, and I'm not holding on to ones that I know aren't going to work. You are longer. very, yes. You are very quick, to, not quick to dismiss, but you are extremely selective, which is honestly a phenomenal quality to have well, because to not a lot of people are. I had to learn because I wasn't oh, absolutely. before. 
And it's not that there's anything wrong with any of these people. And like, they're all great in their own ways, but like, I stuck with ones longer than I should have. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, this was good. Okay, it's not. Okay, move on. Okay, yeah. we'll stay for another year or something. Yep. Now it's like, it's not working. Okay. And then, honestly, that realization, like for myself, because I have that same, we've had the conversations mm-hmm. where I've had the same realization. And honestly, having the realization where like somebody that you would at one point in time have been like, yes, that's what I want 100%. And now being like, there's not a shot in hell that I would give you a chance because of just mentality alone. Forget about physicality. Forget forget about how they look or how they whatever. Just Just mentality alone. Yeah. It's like, if you're not on the same wave as me, there's nothing I can do to make that work. I'll give you, you know, I'll give you a little effort. Hey, here's the way that I need you to be. If you're not willing to go that route, I am so quick to dismiss you mm-hmm. as a potential suitor. I it, it it and it it gives you a little bit of power as well. Like it gives you a sense of confidence and pride because now you're you're this high value man who who chooses who gets to be in your presence as opposed to like most guys are just like any girl that gives me attention, they get to be around yeah, me for as long as yeah, they want. Yeah, yeah. But like Somebody like you, you're like, I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. And if you can't fit this role. But I think it's more, it's not even a pride thing because it's more just an awareness thing. And that's why, again, it comes back to the psychedelics. The whole psychedelic thing is really just about being aware mm-hmm. and like having this awareness mindset type thing. Not even just awareness mindset, but just literally being aware, seeing things, looking, yeah. like using that fresh eye thing and just like doing that. Now, when you did, so the, the experience that you told me, that was the two tabs of LSD. Mm-hmm. Now, is that the most impactful or is there another? Because you also well, said no. that you told well, me that you've I... done DMT. That's something that I've always been extremely interested in because I've heard that DMT is the most influential, intense experience that you can have yeah. doing psychedelics. Here's what I'll say about that. It's like the one thing, the one biggest thing I would say about that is like, with mushrooms, especially, which I think is like my favorite and probably the best one, like it's all about earth kind of and us as humans and just like getting along and like the harmony that's happening uh-huh. and being aware of getting rid of the gunk because there's a lot of gunk. You notice that stuff a lot when you're on those trips. Right. All the gross, nasty stuff that's like you're allowing to keep with you that you should just be getting rid of, just dropping all that stuff. Uh-huh. But, like, DMT is just, like, the opposite. All It's, like, the complete opposite. Where it's, like, the feeling that you have, at least for me, I only did it a couple times. And I never had a full, like, I never saw, like, aliens or anything. Mm-hmm. It was, but like, it was this feeling of, like, I'm a little speck in the middle of outer space all by myself. As opposed to, like, I'm one with everything. It's, like, I'm all alone and, like, it's just me and there's nothing else. That's extremely, that's extremely just different. That's, that's different, hard. Sure. So, and I've heard people say like, like DMT is more alien and like, mm. this is, but like, I could definitely see why they say that. It's like, it's almost like you blast off, you're in outer space. Mm-hmm. But when you also think about like physically, like even with physics, like, you know, this is all empty space most of it like right. everything's always moving there's no such thing as a solid thing right? mm-hmm. like all that stuff 
even like even every little molecule is like a football field from the center to the outside. Right. So in reality, that is what it's like. So it's almost like you're actually just more connected with like, but it's just like too much. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa that's like way yeah. too much. Deep. <laughs> but like, yeah. So then you just kind of come back. And you're like, oh, shit. So how did you, how, how did psychedelics influence your growth into spirituality? Like, how would you say that, that like, do you think that you would have been able to go the same route experience these same things and realize these same things without the use of psychedelics because there are people who who deem to be spiritual and you can always be mm-hmm. spiritual regardless of however you go about it but do you think this that the psychedelics helped you in this journey or do you think it would regardless it would have happened it's just a shortcut it's like a, it speeds things up i would say there there could be a person who maybe would never have maybe never see the, the light see the truth uh-huh. Um, without them like it could be like that right there's someone who could maybe of course like anyone could do it with meditation you have to but you have to kind of want to be aiming towards something to ever really get there like stuff can kind of hit you out in the side of the head sometimes right but generally it's like if you're not aiming like if you want to be a spiritually awakened if you want to like you know open your third eye or something uh-huh. you have to kind of want to and believe that it's possible and then kind of believe that it's going to happen or else it's not going to happen. Like, you're not just going to randomly, like, I mean, like I said, there are these people, these, these random stories, but generally, you know, you need to have the intention for yeah, a little things help. to happen. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, it's like the elevator, it's like you can take the stairs or the elevator, basically. Psychedelics are the elevator. And in my mind, it's like, there's not a lot of time to be this person here. Right. So why don't I take the elevator mentally and then like, it just, I'm ahead of where I would have been if I didn't, and now I still have 60 more years to live, and et cetera, et cetera. Right, and you're now awake. And now I can for still, that 60 years. Right, exactly. When I could have could have taken me 60 years to wake up, and then I would have, you know, wasted my 30 to 60 mm-hmm. years. I was I was talking to a guy yesterday. He was an old, old, old man. Save your money. And he, not even, not even, <laughs> but yeah, typically. Uh, but no, he uh, he's an old Italian guy. And he was talking to me, he was like, when you get to, he was like 96, 98. He's like, when you get to my age, you treat life like the last dollar in your wallet. You're extremely selective about how you spend it, and you try not to spend it at all. And that hit home for me because that, to your point, he values life now. Whereas his whole life, he was, he was telling me, he was like, I, when I was younger, I would work, 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 work. Worry about making money and worry about working and worry about all these things. And then when you get to 98 years old and you're knocking on death's doorstep, all you care about is living to the next day, seeing your kids, seeing your wife who's, you know, she could be, she, she's almost blind. Like, all he cares about is family, loved ones, and living Stuff life. around him, like the actual real things. And that's the thing. Like, you can become that where this realization hit him maybe like five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But if he did the psychedelics, he could have realized that a lot sooner. And that, I think that is my problem with the whole, the view on psychedelics. It's such a taboo thing now. People that do psychedelics, it's the same way people, people that do psychedelics are viewed, in my opinion, Nixon. similarly to those who do hard drugs. And it's mm-hmm. like, they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Psychedelics yeah. can, when, I've, when I did acid, all that it was was pure love. 
and unity with the earth and other people. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, that's not that's the, same. the real truth. Yes, absolutely. And that's not the way people explain like doing crack, doing meth, doing heroin. So how are they grouped in the same thing? Yeah. Now, when back in the day, it was so acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's Nixon, dude. It, this happened. Nixon did it. Nixon did it. Really? He, like, well, he was the president at the time. He was part of it, yeah. Like, there was this big awakening in the 60s. The psychedelic things happened. They figured out, they, they invented acid, basically. And they did. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Everyone found this free love stuff, and everything's love, and everything's beautiful. And then our boy Nixon, he came in and said, he said, Timothy Leary, like he put him on TV. Uh-huh. He goes, Timothy Leary is the most dangerous man in the world, or in America, or something. Who was that? The guy who was like the spokesperson for LSD, basically. Really? And you know that Be Here Now, that book that we used to, we used to read? It's right there. Um, his buddy, um, Ramdas, uh-huh. he was a Harvard professor. Turned into like a monk guru type person. He was best friends with Timothy Leary back in the day. Really? Like he was there for the beginning of all so of that. what and made Nixon say that it was it's not same, something to do? The same reason the powers that be now don't want it to happen. Because if the awareness of the average schmo expands and we start being aware, you think they want us to be aware? No, because if everyone's on love and not materialistic things. Then the whole, there goes the entire country. The whole thing, their whole little, their whole little house of cards falls. The sandcastle just crumbles, and that's what's happening, guys. You know, newsflash: the sandcastle is crumbling. We're in it. It's going. It's we're on our way. So we're we're in that right now. Like we're in the middle of that right now. How much longer do you think we have until until it's a real, a real, recognizable shift? I mean, I feel like there's already been a recognizable shift, but I would say I still think it's going to get worse before it gets better. As we, I hate that. You say that all the time. I hate it so I much. I can't stop saying it because it's, we haven't hit rock bottom yet. So, Unfortunately, you are right. Yeah. You are right. We will hit rock bottom, and then when we do, we'll bounce up. That's all it is. I don't know. When is it? I mean, I'll go with the 2035 maybe number, but I don't know really. No, we have some time then. Yeah. Now – I feel like psychedelics are viewed by most people, including myself. A psychedelics, even for me, it's a little scary thinking about that. Mm-hmm. So sure. I want you, you to known. talk exactly. I want you to tell the people kind of why they shouldn't fear the use of psychedelics because it is the unknown. You know, marijuana you should, everyone you uses. You should fear it, first of all. You should like, fear it. You should, well, not fear it, but you shouldn't go into it like willy nilly, like, Ooh, let's just have a party and take a bunch of mushrooms and it's all good. Like yeah. these are like shamanistic ancient medicines that people have been using. Like this wasn't stuff that they were giving to the the kids at school or like the teenagers or even the adults weren't doing it for fun. Yeah. This was like the people in the temples and like the elders and they were having ceremonies and doing stuff with this. Uh-huh. So this is like sacred technology basically for your mind. Uh-huh. So, like, you want to understand that's what it is. It's not, like, a party drug, although you, it can be used in that way. Uh-huh. That's just, you have to kind of understand that. Like, it's nothing to be scared of, but it has to be respected. And it has to be, you know, yeah, you just have to respect it. And you have to go at it with some, like, sovereignty. And, like, yo, this, this is a powerful medicine. It's, it's powerful. 
Yeah. You know, it can change your entire life and it will, you know, if you let it. Right. So it's like, do that, but like, don't just frivolously just think it's like this big joke. And it's not, it's not, if you've never done it, it's nothing like, you know, it's not a drug. It is a medicine. These are things that come out of the earth for the most part. We're talking about the ones that I prefer, like, you know, the mushrooms uh-huh. specifically and like the marijuana and that. So, yeah, I don't think it's meant to, to be feared. It's just to be revered, I would say. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, from this podcast, what is one thing that you would, you would say people should take away from what you've been talking? When it comes to psychedelics and the use of psychedelics and all, all of that, what would you say people should understand and realize about psychedelics? Well, what I just said, I mean, you know, put them on a pedestal in a way, like this is a, a mystical fruit type thing, but also like the whole point of the psychedelics is to get you to remember the, the truth about the universe. Uh-huh. So it's really just a vessel or a, you're the vessel, but it's just a, a method to get you to this realization. The idea that like everyone is already enlightened, like this idea about enlightenment, right? Uh-huh. It's like mushrooms will give you enlightenment. Mushroom is like biting the apple of knowledge in a way. Uh-huh. It kind of is, but it's like, it'll give you that, but it's like, once you finally take it and you finally get there, you realize it's like, it's not anywhere. It's, it's already where you were the whole time. Uh-huh. Like everyone's, there's like this Buddhist idea where it's like, everyone is enlightened. You just forgot that you were enlightened. That's the whole thing. So these help you remember. So you, th- these kind of like springboard you to where you want to be. This remind, these will remind you that you're already enlightened. Because everyone already is, including you and me, everyone watching. So if you want to, if you're into that whole idea of nirvana, mushrooms are, you know, psychedelics will help you. Absolutely. And where can the people find you and find your everything? Uh, we got Harmonious Chaos Podcast. Mm-hmm. We got P-Funktastic. You can follow me on social media, whatever, whatever. Um, dropthevail.com. You can find merch on there and some... We can call it thought-provoking ideas and things, and some art and this and that. And uh, yeah, harmonious chaos, be fantastic. Drop the veil. The veil is the 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 forgetting. Mm-hmm. So that the forgetting is like, I'm God. I got this veil over my eyes that makes me think I can only see the world of Mike or the world of Pat. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is, you know, you're holding the veil with your hand. Just drop it. Let go of it. See everything for Drop what the it veil, is. And you'll see the truth. So yeah. that's what it's all about. All right. And before we end, we're doing back-to-back episodes of this. Mm. Tarot. Yeah. Tarot. Tarot's the app. Tarot's here, it. so tarot's happening. I love this stuff. All right. So since you're here and we do tarot together, so I know a I little know bit about this deck. I think that we should do. Past, present, future? Past, present, future. What do you think of that? Yeah. Nice. Really? I'm not sure for who. I don't know. For the people, the viewers, or? No, it's got to be a person, probably. It's got to be a person. It should be you or me. Why don't, last episode I did a Celtic cross on myself. Well, we did a Celtic cross on me. Let's do do another one on you. Okay, we could do that. Since the end of the episode, I'm fine with that. I'm the expert, so I get so, to do it. <laughs> how how do you want to do it? Split the deck or pull from um, the I'm layout? I'm gonna have you actually. I was thinking about this the other day, and I think after I split it, I think you should split it actually, and just split it and take the top card. 
the top three. Three times. And just go boom, boom, boom. So split it. Uh-huh. Don't be splitting it where I split it, you little cheater. Oh, let's put it different. And then these three, or split it, take this, put it back, split it. I would it. take those three. These three. One. Yeah. Two. In your future. And my future. <laughs> and that's destiny. All right. Let's see what the cards hold. Oh, yeah. For me. And for the people who don't understand destiny, here's the hack about destiny versus free will. Okay, here's the secret. Destiny already happened. Free will hasn't happened yet. Right? I love it. Like it's the de it was destined for me to to drink this. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact. But I could get a red one next. In fact, I will. You what did. is this destiny? <laughs> you already did. So was that destined? Well. It is now. See now. Ah. It's it's, once it happens, it becomes destiny. I like that. And, anyway, so let's see about. You want the book, the or path. you running? Uh... We'll 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 look at the book secondary, but we'll start with the cards because I right. like to just really take a good look at these bad boys. Mm. Always the past is the swords. It, it just I love it. I just love it. So as we know, the swords are the intellect. But they're also, as, oh, of course, look at yours, hearts, 300, I mean, come on. Uh, but the, the thing about the swords is the, the bad cards tech, tech, uh, tend to be, I can't speak, tend to be the swords. Uh -huh. Because, like, your mind is such a powerful tool, but all the negativity, the depression, and the anxiety and everything in your life, that's just your mind turning against yourself. Uh -huh. And that's just the sword going in on its own heart type situation. Kind of like this card. I see that. So uh, I'll, yeah, I'll pull out the book just to see what it says. But as you can see here, the past. So we always do these. And it's funny because the past is always the, the bad past. And it's always like this always thing is. in a great future. I'm, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, it's coming, baby. All right, so let's take a look at the old three. Get the old book out. That's beautiful. Also, three. I mean, three, six, nine. That those are the the mystical numbers. Uh -huh. so, I mean, that is a good sign for you. But yeah, heartbreak. I mean, right there, boom. That's all it says, really. That's all it says. Heartbreak. Well, it makes sense. I mean, with a card looking like that, it makes sense. So I mean, we already knew that, obviously. Crying, but you're in the sky, so it's almost like a little bit like angelic in a way or it's almost like otherworldly it's not quite like you're not on the ground you know what i mean right exactly. i'm up there so it's like almost like when you're in your head too much it's almost like the heartbreak it's almost like you think you're in a heartbreak but it's really just your mind attacking your heart like i said it's like self-inflicted heartbreak it's not really agree more that's all it is always heartbreak is self-inflicted most most times and it's your mind attacking your heart mm-hmm it's not someone else attacking you. It's your own mind attacking your own heart. Damn swords. And you were doing that. Uh -huh. You bastard. But. <laughs> you bastard. Yeah. Yes. Now. What's happening? Of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. Mr. Pet. Yes. <laughs> yes. It never so fails. So consistent. This man is the king of pentacles. The money man. <laughs> The, oh yeah! Look at he—he's the type of guy who, when he sits in a chair, not only does he have to hold a pentacle and put one on and just balance one on his own head, he doesn't want his feet to touch the ground. 
He has to balance his feet on pentacles, too. <laughs> this guy is a miserly motherfucker because all he can think about is pentacles. He just wants to sit around and think about pentacles all day. And I'm not lying. This is you to a T. It actually even looks like you, kind of. Put a beard on him. It kind of does, yes. But also you're, you know, kind of, you know, above with your superiority complex. Of above course. everything. Yes. Luckily, in the future, hopefully, we'll bring you back down to Earth. Here with your superiority. This is where I'm making my pentacles. My money is happening. This is so you right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is. That, I couldn't have pulled a more me card <laughs> if I wanted to. The future, baby. Oh, I love this one. The Ace of Cups. Now, what does that mean? It Why is there an M? M for Michael, obviously. Ah, okay. What is the Ace of Cups? Because I know cups are what emotion. Kate, yes, cups are emotion. You're coming to the, you're coming away from the world of Pentacles, and you're gonna open up that heart of yours, and you're gonna stop being such a miserly Pentacle grabber, and you're gonna be more of a open-hearted. You're gonna become. You're. I hate to say it, Mike. You're gonna become slightly more into your feminine in the future. Oh, no, no, oh, no, yes. no, no, we can't do that. Oh, yes. And this is also, the, the, the ace is like a gift from God. Mm. Notice like the hand is just like holding the cup. Yeah. And like you got the bird just chilling, like everything's coming to you. It's like, it's just beautiful. And it's like a new beginning type card. Mm -hmm. But again, it's the emotion. It's the deep emotion. So it's not about, it's not about the pentacles. So like, you know, you had the heartbreak, you were like beating yourself up, you were turning against yourself and you said, you know what, it's time to like, do me, get the pentacles, you know, run the, run the city. Mm -hmm. But then in the future, you're going to say, you know what? Even bigger than that is this well of emotion that I have within this empathy towards others, where it's not so much about the stuff. It's going to be about sharing. Look at, look at all, look, it's dripping and going everywhere. Like you're going to be overflowing with your heart is going to open up, dude. Cause I will say your heart is a little on the close side still. I'm not gonna lie. Well, Earth look at how I'm holding the pentacle. I'm, I'm you just know. saying, you know. So, but it's opening. It's gonna happen. This is beautiful. This is like my this honestly. Is, I, this is actually like my hope for you too. It's like this is exactly what I would want to happen. I couldn't have asked for a better pull. <laughs> I couldn't have asked for a better pull. Um, well, I want to thank everybody for watching today's episode. Watching the tarot pool, understanding me more, understanding mm -hmm. Pat more. Thank you. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment. DM me on Instagram, YouTube, or DM Pat. Mm. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and tune in for next episode. Thank you for watching.